Hi, this is Jeff. If you have any interest in supporting this podcast, you can visit patreon.com backslash evolving podcast for more information. Thank you. Listening to Jeff Grant's Evolving Podcast, a podcast dedicated to TV today. TV in quotes, I'll say. I'll explain that later. I wanted to do an episode where I go through my top 10 shows of the year. I thought it'd be fun. I posted this kind of thing like on Instagram before, but I thought it'd be fun to actually talk about the, the shows. And I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get through this as quickly as I can because I just want to see how quick I can make this episode. I did want to give a quick update on, um, some of you might know I got like COVID recently and, uh, I wanted to tell you that I'm, I'm past it. I think I didn't get tested again, but a a certain amount of days passed and I'm feeling a lot better. So that's good. (laughs) There's probably more to say. It, It was, yeah, there's more to say. I could make an episode about that, but it seems like kind of a downer type thing to make an episode about. I will say that if you are like a praying person, I wouldn't mind you praying for my stepmom who is in the hospital still. She's today, as of today, she's been in there. I think this is like the ninth day. She's been on like oxygen and she caught pneumonia with the COVID that I gave. I gave her the COVID. Uh, Yeah. But hopefully by the time you listen to this, she'll either be out or out of the hospital or just very close to getting out. I've heard that she's getting better, so, but it's been kind of a slow process. I'm pretty sure she's past the COVID. Now she's just dealing with the pneumonia. But anyway, I'll move on to TV stuff. I wanted to go through all these shows that I've watched. And I I wanted to also say that like, there are like a billion shows these days. So I don't even know if a lot of y'all have seen the stuff that I've seen. They're not like super out of the norm, but I don't know what people watch. I was going to say, like, I feel like I could say the my 10 favorite shows and uh, and you could name like 10 shows that are great that I've never just had, didn't watch. Y'all know how it is. So I'll just start at number 10. This is a show that I'm trying to think of how to what to say about it. It's it's I May Destroy You on HBO. And I know that's like a number one show for a lot of a lot of people. It's hard to sum up. It, it's about this woman who is sexually assaulted and it kind of deals with her experiences with that. It's very, it's, it's weird. Cause it's, it's a really heavy topic, but it was really well made, like well written and acted and everything. And I get like why it's, it was the number one show for a lot of people. I think for me, it was like, a, a I remember watching the first episode and it was like, I felt old cause it, it felt so like of the moment and all this. And I was like, I just didn't connect to it totally or I really I thought I liked I thought it was good well made but I was just like I don't know I didn't want to watch the whole thing and then I went back to it like maybe a couple months later and and watched the whole thing and it's one I would recommend but it can be kind of heavy I don't know what type of stuff you like to watch and I'm going to go ahead and move on to number nine 
which is another HBO show called Lovecraft Country. This is, oh my gosh, I'm not giving like deep explanations for what these shows are. It was like a sci-fi show. It was made by Jordan Peele and J.J. Abrams. They were like producers. I think the main writer was Misha Green was her name. What I liked about it, it was like super ambitious and it talked about like race stuff, but like in a, I don't know, it was like very entertaining, but still like made you think, you know, what else about Lovecraft Country? The thing about this is like, I'm just jumping into this podcast and I didn't, haven't like watched or thought about these shows in like maybe since they aired. So yeah, I, I don't, I'm trying to remember like what stuck out. I really liked Journey Smollett's. I think that's your name. I need to, I should have all these names like written out. Uh, Journey Smollett was great in it. I, I really liked her performance as the Letty character. I think it took me a second to realize that, or remember that she was like on Full House like way back in the day. And uh, I thought she did a great job. And the whole cast was good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm moving on. Number eight. I wonder how fast I really can do this. I was wondering if I could do it in less than 15 minutes, but I'll probably have more to say about the stuff as we get further along the number eight show is this like this, it's it was called betty it's another hbo show it was basically about these like skater chicks in new york city they were like probably 18 to 20 years old which i feel like that's not totally what i would normally get into but it was just like a really i think it was like six episodes it was really easy to watch and it was fun to watch and you just kind of, I don't know, it, it was real breezy and like, uh, it felt very like current, I guess, but I, I liked it. It had a good heart to it. Some of, a lot of shows you watch and like, they kind of make you depressed in a way. <laughs> I feel like that's like a thing that happens with TV these days. Like stuff is just like so heavy and dark a lot of times. But uh, Betty was like just a bright, like kind of fun show. And it was it was good. Okay, number seven is a show I did not watch when it was on. It's Dave on FX. It's like this white rapper guy, or he's like this Jewish like rapper dude. I didn't see it till a few months ago on Hulu. I was like, oh, I heard this was pretty good, I guess. And I started watching it, and it's it's got I think his name's Jeff Schaefer, who's like one of the head guys on uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. He like helps run Dave. So it has a lot of the same feels of Curb Your Enthusiasm, if you like that show. Or it's like uh, kind of cringy, but like funny. Kind of the lead character is kind of like this neurotic rapper guy. It's also one of those shows where I, I remember going into it thinking I wouldn't really like it that much, but it, it ended up being like super funny and uh, entertaining. And I was like, okay. This is awesome. I like this show a lot. And I watch like the whole thing like super quickly like you do with the streaming shows. My number six is uh, The Last Dance. The, uh, I guess, the Michael Jordan documentary, basically. Or the one that followed uh, the last season of the Chicago Bulls trying to get like their second three-peat. Which was, uh, I mean, it was fun to watch as like a person who was like a teenager in the 90s. Because I remember that whole decade just being obsessed with... Michael Jordan and the Bulls and like having Air Jordans and I played basketball even in high school and I feel like it was completely because like I thought Michael Jordan was cool like I wasn't very good at basketball <laughs> but uh that was like the one sport I did play this is probably one of the more uh 
highly watched shows on my list. And uh, I think it, it just kind of reminded you of that time and just how awesome he was. And then it also got into like how kind of scary he probably was. Like if you played on his team, <laughs> kind of like the sacrifices you have to make to be like the greatest in the world and all this. It was neat to be reminded of how great he was when he played. And I think Michael Jordan's one of those guys, that, like even if you don't like basketball, when you see him play, you're still like, Wow, I'm inspired. I, I, I remember feeling that way as a kid. Okay, I am going super quick through this, and I'm kind of glad about that. My number five show just ended, and I won't give any spoilers. It was The Mandalorian, the Star Wars show on Disney+. Plus. I just like it. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what, what to say about it. I think they do a great job with the TV shows, the Star Wars TV shows, or TV show. And it makes me curious how it's going to be when they start just like, pumping out like more and more of these if they're going to still be exciting and cool but it really did feel like having a little movie like every week when it was on and it was a highlight number it was like usually on Fridays I would try to watch it as quickly as I could and then try to stay away from Twitter in case some some of the episodes had like huge reveals it was just a fun show it wasn't like the most complicated show which but that's okay and it was one you can watch with your family and I'm going to miss it. I'm going to miss the Mandalorian. And uh, I'm looking forward to when it comes back and all the spinoffs. It feels like they're trying to do like a Avengers type thing with like all a bunch of characters. And they're probably going to all be fighting like one big bad guy, which I guess is okay. I don't know. I don't know. Right now, I don't really care about that. But it feels like that's like where it'll eventually go. Who knows, though? We'll see. We'll have to wait a few years. Number four is a show called Sound Exploder. It's a Netflix show that's based on a podcast. The podcast and, and the show are about basically musicians talk about songs they made, if they wrote or recorded, and kind of go into the making of of the song. It's a podcast that I, I just really like a lot as a person who makes music. It's fun to hear how other people get inspired in the creative process. And... Uh, Actually, I didn't realize that they had four episodes. I can't remember when it came out. It was a while ago, a few months ago. And then they actually ended up putting out four more episodes, like maybe a month or two ago. And I didn't realize it. And then like, I, I think I heard it on a podcast that it was out. So I got on Netflix. I was like, I've been watching those. They go so quick that it's like four 25-minute episodes. So you just kind of buzzed right through them. And it's one of those shows where even if you don't, know a lot about the artist like if the band or or a person is like not someone you're a big fan of or heard of much it's still fun to hear how they make the songs i think for me it is definitely my favorite episode so far was the one about rem and the making of losing my religion they're like probably my favorite band i think one of my all-time favorite bands and it was cool to see them kind of back together on in the episode talking about the making of the episode. I remember, I think I tweeted that when I watched it, like I wish that episode was like two hours long or five hours long. Like I would have just watched the whole thing. It was just, it was really fun to kind of remember that time and, and hear, hear them talk about how they made the song and what it means to them and all that and kind of how it ended up meaning a lot more to people. And they, a lot of times with the, these songs, like people are like, or the artists are like, you know, we just didn't expect it to connect to anybody and then now it's like sold like a billion copies or whatever (laughs) 
on the podcast they do a lot of a lot of like indie type artists and people that might might not be huge but they I don't if you've haven't listened to the podcast or seen the show I would recommend it if you're like a music fan. Okay. Number 3 is I'm bending the rules a little bit. I was thinking about this because I've watched this like so much this year and it's made me really happy a lot and but it's not exactly a TV show but it's a show. It's the Tweety Show. It's on Instagram. It's uh, Jeff Tweety from Wilco. It's a show he does with his family. They kind of started it when everyone was in quarantine. And it's just, it was just kind of a, like a live stream. They're like an hour long. And they just sit in their living room pretty much. And his wife is the camera person. And she you actually never really see her. But he has two sons. And uh, they're both musicians. Like one of his sons is a drummer. And another one like is a singer. And they do, they play other instruments too, but, but it's basically them kind of sitting around and they'll just talk about whatever and then they'll play some music. And he's like one of my favorite songwriters and artists. So it's just been cool to see kind of inside his world and kind of where he gets his inspiration from, you know. And it's always inspiring as a person who writes songs to see him do his thing. I think he's, to me, he's a very inspiring artist. I think a lot of people feel that way. So I, I know a lot of times I would like watch a Tweety show and want to pick up my guitar and play some songs or try to write a song. And um, they're still doing it. Like if you, the account on Instagram is stuff in our house or something. If you Google like Tweety show Instagram, you'll, you'll be able to find it. They usually do it like around 9 PM central time, which is where I'm, I am. They used to do it about four times a week. I think now they do it two or three times a week. I don't know how long they'll be doing it. I don't know if once like all the COVID stuff is over, if they'll still do it, maybe here and there they will. I'm sure he'll be on tour and it won't be as easy to do it, but that's my number three show. All right. And my number two show is it's called how to with John Wilson. It's this HBO documentary type series. Uh, this is one of those shows where it's hard to explain. It's basically this guy has a camera and he just goes around New York city where he lives and he, he'll have like a theme of like uh, scaffolding or something. <laughs> or something. And then he'll just go around and he just films like all this crazy stuff. And it, it's it's all edited together and he narrates it. And it's one of those shows you kind of have to just watch it to get it. But it's one of those things that I think a lot of people who watch it, it's like one of their favorite shows. It's just so like funny and like there's a lot of like visual humor, like the, like the image the image and like juxtaposed with what he's saying and all this, you know what I mean? It's funny. There was one episode that I think it was the fourth episode that I almost don't want to recommend because there was some extremely graphic uh, nudity in that one that was like kind of burned into my brain that I'm like, oh my gosh. It, it was one of those things where it was like, it was hilarious, but I, I don't want to tell like everybody I know to, to watch that, but if, if you're into like, uh, but the rest of the show isn't like that. In the last episode was pretty amazing. The, I think it's only six episodes on HBO. He's like, I can't remember what the theme of the episode was, but while he was making it, that was like when COVID like kicked in. So it's kind of, it kind of like, he starts noticing like little things being off and it's suddenly like it's, it's in effect and he's dealing with it like in kind of real time on the episode, which is pretty it's pretty interesting. I think it was almost like watching it was, I don't, I don't want to say too much. 
But it, uh, yeah, it kind of reminds you of early days pandemic. Hopefully we're in like the latter, latter days of that now. But yeah. How to with John Wilson. If you haven't seen it, I'm sure you have like friends who have told you to watch it. And I will be another person telling you to watch it. All right, my number one show, if you know me, it's probably not that unpredictable. This is just like been my one of my favorite shows for a while is uh, Better Call Saul on AMC, the Breaking Bad spinoff that a lot of people, I know these days it's like a lot of people are like, think it could be the favorite of the two. Breaking Bad is still my favorite. I don't know. That's just like probably my favorite show ever. And they didn't have to, they weren't like beholden to another show. They could kind of just do whatever. But Better Call Saul is like the prequel and tells the, like kind of the backstory of a lot of the, the, the side characters on Breaking Bad. And it's just one of those shows where it's so, I don't want to keep saying well-made, but it's so well-made. <laughs> it's what I notice when I watch it. I, I get really into the um, behind-the-scenes stuff with those shows. Like, I like listening to the, there's a podcast they make about the making of it. And then I listen to the audio commentaries I just finished. I got the Blu-ray of season five, which is the season that aired this year. And I just finished the audio commentaries and it was so cool and inspiring and I like it. Anyway. I know a lot of people who were really into Breaking Bad and they started Better Call Saul and it was like, maybe they thought it was boring. It's, it's the pace of the show is different. It's not as life or death, especially in the beginning. It kind of gets a little more that way as it goes on. So like the tone and, and, and everything is a little different, even though the story is still kind of similar because it's about a character kind of making bad decisions and like how that like messes up their life. Um, that's one thing I like about those shows is I think some people think, and I, I know some people watch the shows and they think like, oh, Walter White, it's like a badass and they think he's like so cool, but it's, it's really, if you're actually paying attention, it's more about like the fallout of, uh, what happens when you make bad decisions, like the, how it ruins your life and all this. And I know that's not everybody's like favorite thing to watch, but I'm just inspired by like, it's like the, it's those kind of shows where like every person from the writers to the directors to the cast to the editors and everybody that works on the show, the set designers, it seems like they're all like the best in the business and they all like love working on the show. So it's like they're all doing their absolute best to contribute to it. And it's just, it's really, honestly, I, I keep saying the same thing, but it's inspiring when I watch it. It makes me want to like try to write a TV show or a movie or something. Or it's just, it's just so nice to see people who are very good at what they do, like all working together. It feel, it's, it's really cool. And this season was, was great. I feel like it's one of those shows where each season gets kind of ratchets up the uh, excitement. It gets more and more tense and interesting as it goes. If you haven't like stuck with Better Call Saul, I would recommend getting back on it. The sixth and final season, which is going to be 13 episodes. They're usually, all the other seasons are 10 episodes, but this season is going to be 13 and I think they're going to try to start shooting it in early 2021. Hopefully it'll air in 2021, but it's going to be really, it's going to be cool. It's going to be good. <laughs> I'm really excited. It's funny to like, I spend so much time just thinking like, I wonder what's going to happen in season six of Better Call Saul. That's like uh, so much of my like thought process throughout the day. Yeah, that was a little too, I'm, I'm being a little too vulnerable right now. 
before I go, I wanted to say like I watch a lot of TV. I just listed like ten that I kind of liked the most, but there's a lot of stuff that I feel like is like B plus territory where it's like maybe it, if I was doing like a top twenty or thirty, it'd be on that that list. But I wanted to say like some other shows I liked were uh, What We Do in the Shadows and Better Things. Both of those are on FX. Curb Your Enthusiasm, which I forgot aired in 2020, that like 10th season. I think it aired in like January on HBO. And then uh, BoJack Horseman, the final like eight episodes, I think, aired on Netflix in January as well. Fargo was fun. It wasn't my favorite season. I think the first two seasons of Fargo were like excellent, like just classic great TV. And then the fourth season was like super ambitious. I did enjoy it in a lot of ways, but I felt like I don't, I'm not feeling it the same way I was before. I think a lot of people kind of feel that way, but it was still good. Some of the episodes were really great. And I enjoyed watching it. Yeah. Um, one thing I'm watching right now that I didn't know if I would like it that much, but it's a HBO Max show called The Flight Attendant with a Kaylee Kuko or I don't know. She was on like Big Bang Theory, I think which I never really watched, but it's kind of like The Fugitive. If Harrison Ford's character in the movie version of The Fugitive was like a party girl, like flight attendant type character. It's kind of funny, but that's fun. It's like a fun show. Another show I got into recently that it's it's an older show, but I was wanted to mention it just because I like watched through the whole thing uh, while I had COVID. (laughs) while I was like sick in the brain and I wondered if I'd if I'd think differently about it if I'd watched it like when I was healthy but it, uh one of the producers on that how-to show with John Wilson the HBO show that I like one of the guys that produces it is Nathan Fielder and he had that show Nathan for you on Comedy Central and that's the show I watched all the way through and uh it was very entertaining and if you like kind of darker cringy type <laughs> humor I, I thought it was like really good. I was like, this guy's like an Andy Kaufman type character, which is kind of saying a lot, but it, it was very fun to watch. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I know these are super, I'm not like a critic, so I don't have to be like super detailed. I don't have to tell you like the names of all these. I'm going to go through these uh, real quick and just list them again. And I'll say like where you can watch them. Number 10 was I May Destroy You on HBO. Number nine was Lovecraft Country also on HBO. Number eight was Betty on HBO. Number seven was Dave, which is an FX show. You can watch it on Hulu. And then number six was The Last Dance. It's on Netflix. I think it was like an ESPN, ABC collaboration kind of thing. The Mandalorian is number five. It was on, it's on Disney Plus, and you probably know that. Sound Exploder was number four. It's on Netflix. The Tweety Show is number three. And it's on Instagram. I think old episodes are on YouTube. I think they moved some some of the old episodes, not all of them. How to with John Wilson was number two, and it's on HBO. And my number one show is Better Call Saul on AMC. The first four seasons are on Netflix. I don't know where you can watch the fifth season. It'll probably be on Netflix sometime soon, I would think. Maybe in the next few months. But that's it. Uh, thanks for listening. I uh, hope you all have... And I hope you had a nice Christmas. I'm going to try to get this out by Christmas. We'll see. And have a new happy new year. <laughs> and um, uh, and hopefully I'll talk to you all again soon. Okay. Thanks for listening. All right. Bye.